to another week of that movie show. Mike went and Eddie McCabe taking it through the week of movie talk. Eddie, how you doing? We've been gone for two weeks. Uh, some personal moves on my end we'll get to, I'm sure, in a minute. But how are you doing? Uh, I'm slowly mutating into an X-Men. Nice. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Uh, eventually, some sort of stressful event will trigger my mutation, and we'll see what it is. Um, that's what I, see, that's the problem. Like, I got I got my second shot as well a few weeks ago, and like, I'm way too fucking relaxed. And okay. I'm like, because you know, I've seen Deadpool. I know what you have to do, and I'm like, that's not going to happen on a back porch in Delray Beach. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Although it almost happened because the first day you were down in Delray Beach, it snowed up here. That's and I, I almost threw a chair out the window. God works in mysterious ways. That's a sign or whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, uh, yeah, I, I took a, a couple days. I drove down uh, to Florida. Uh, I came down to Delray Beach and hilariously, literally that first night, you know, I, I, I unpack everything and I, and I go out to go out to one of the, the local establishments right on the water, beautiful sunny day, about 78 and clear skies. And yeah, I look on Facebook. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I look on Facebook and it's like every person I know up in Massachusetts is showing video and not just a little snow. Like oh, some people had a shitload of snow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of snow. <laughs> it was like a lot of snow. Oh, shit. My day. So like I had to work later that day right. and like i had to bring in a bunch of live audio setup so i had this like 16 channel audio mixer and it was in the back of my truck and like it fell out of the back of my truck oh. fell into a snowbank i'm like are you for real are you for real that this is happening and all i could think of not was only did like, it fall out of your truck it fell into a snowbank in april in april <laughs> Can like just, that's acceptable if you're trying to do shit in like December, November, but well, like, right, right. It's spring break down here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I have my headphones on and I'm listening to Bill and Danny talk about how they're having a blast of a fucking time at yep. the Mardi Gras festival at universal studios. Yep. And I'm like, Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And then Mike's down there. What am I doing with my life? See the, the the signs that that I'm deep down a, a good person is I saw all that and I'm like you know what I'll wait a couple of days before letting everybody know where I am because yeah. <laughs> it was like I had this beautiful picture of the beach and everything and I was like I can't I I can't I, because I know all the because the comments will all be you're a cunt <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean because yeah, <laughs> sure. like, there's no way that ends positively on that day <laughs> yes of course um, yeah so instead so, uh, I, instead I bought way more uh i spent way more money on lenses than i should have probably should have you know what retail therapy is a thing man it, it really, really it really is uh back uh i was having uh some some rough weeks last july during covid uh and like it was like a, it was a really bad month and then it was like one night i was just up it was probably two three o'clock in the morning and i got one of those targeted ads on facebook for like novelty t-shirts Sure. And I spent like $200 on fucking dumbass movie related t-shirts and I felt great the next day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They showed up and it's like, yes, these are dumb as hell. Like they're really fucking stupid, but yes, I deserve this this week. I deserve this. Um, yeah. I think it was also a week we got like a stimulus check or something. But fuck yeah, sure. You know, whatever. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so uh i'm sure over the time we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about my trip down here and whatnot but as far as movie related things uh one of my stops uh actually my last stop before getting down here was in saint augustine's florida and okay. i stopped at uh what's the the complex is like a, a giant golf complex complex that also holds the world golf hall of fame which i found out was a thing that day but cool. the reason i was going was because i wanted lunch and there was a bar and the bar is the Murray Brothers Caddyshack Bar. Sure. Bill is it Murray, better than the one up here? Oh, my God. Like, I, I immediately, because when that one opened in, in Boston, uh, me, I, me and my friend Kennedy went, and it was one of those things, like, we were really disappointed with all the things it didn't have for, for a Caddyshack Bar. And I walked in, 
And I was like, I sent her a bunch of pictures. I'm like, this is what a Caddyshack bar is. Of course it is because the Murray brothers own it. Bill Murray and his brothers yeah. own the bar. And it's all, it's a fucking massive place. Oh, like good. a really massive, massive spot. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. It's like everything you would want a Caddyshack bar to be. You got the gophers, you got the 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 sticks and boxes of dynamite, you got the sign on the wall, the 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 caddy sign, you know, no, no spitting, no cursing, no gambling, like that whole thing. What's that sign say? No, no blood or something like that. Yeah, right. You know, um, it's just it's great. And of course, Wait, you know, don't tell them you're Jewish. Well, that that was actually one of the funnier things was right by that because uh, it's it's a it's a sign it's a picture of Brian Doyle Murray from the movie and and it's all the rules you know the no spitting no gambling but right beside it in this glass case is all behind the scenes photos that they took while filming Caddyshack and and it was funny because there was one of Denunzio and Wayne just hanging out on on the golf course and it's just like this looks like the best summer vacation ever and you know especially if you're into cocaine. Yeah. Yes. By the way, Caddyshack in the archives. That movie shows up. Yeah. That movie is delightful. (laughs) Nonsensical plot, but God. Unless you're watching it for review purposes. (laughs) Yeah. But God, I love everything everything that Rodney Dangerfield does. Yeah. I love Rodney Dangerfield. That man is a delight. And you know what? He probably would have made men at work better. (laughs) Maybe. 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 I don't know if you can perfect a perfect movie. Yeah. Which Men at Work obviously is, which we are going to get to in a minute. But um, before we get to the classic Men at Work, which I think I prefaced two weeks ago with, Eddie's going to hate this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's let's talk a little spoiler free. Yes. uh, Because we are coming, we are approaching the final episode, which blew me away that we're already wrapping this up, uh, of the Disney Plus series Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, So you're caught up? I am. Okay. So we've got through five episodes and... Uh, the other night when, when I, I kind of I posted online and someone said, I can't believe next week is the last episode. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, this feels like Real they're tight. just getting going. Like, we need, like, five, at least five more episodes, not one. Yeah. It's tight. Um, it's, it's really good. Um, my, my initial thought is it's really good. Um, I think maybe not this week, but probably a week later. I'll give it a week of just, you know, thought and whatnot. And then spend a day just binge watch all of them. Because I feel... As good as it is, it might be better as a six-hour movie. I think you're right. You know I, I, mean? I think you're right because the the breaks, the weak breaks in between, don't have the same effect that Wandavision had. You know, the intrigue with Wandavision was very, but they were also extremely different. Everything Wild in Wandavision was intentionally like, what does this mean? What does that mean? What does this mean? Whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier is just straight up like. Oh, this is a Marvel movie that we've broken up, you yeah. know, and and I think you're right. I think if you're able to just go from one to the other, uh, it'll feel a little bit better. I love it. I am yeah. I am a hundred percent on board into it. There's just one thing that I just have. I you know you're on TikTok, you're on social media, and there are things with Falcon and the Winter Soldier that I can't see how people don't see it. Right? Go on. Um, and that is how heavily they're leaning into like race relations and mm-hmm. um how the people treat the like military veterans i think they're handling it very well oh, they're handling it amazing it like is that, they're doing a great job there's I just think it was what it was what episode two i believe when 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 bucky and and sam finally got together when they finally falcon and winter soldiered it up because yeah. the first episode they were they weren't even together right um but when they finally get together in that second episode i think that's where they, they go visit that guy, right? Yes. Without yeah. spoiling anything. Right. Uh, yeah, and I thought they handled it fucking amazingly. It's amazing. and But the thing is, is that there are people online. There's this guy that I follow on TikTok. His name is Straw Hat Goofy. And he's fantastic. He does a lot of Marvel-related content. Okay. If you're on TikTok, go check him out. He's fantastic. But... People are just being like, you don't know what you're talking about. It's not about race. Like, it's not. And it's just like, oh, no, that's a thousand percent what this is about. That's exactly what it's about. That's, that's, that's deliberately. Like, this is one of those moments where it's like, yeah, it's about it in the best way. Like, they're handling it awesome. Yeah. Like, and, like you know what I mean? I think it's yeah, it's one of those things that I, I think people, um, people of a certain mindset don't want anything to be about race because it, like. Right. Know, it hurts their sensibilities type of thing. You know, it's, it's weird and not to get into a weird existential conversation. Uh, right. it's, it's the problem that these, 
those type of people have a certain worldview. And when you tell them that their worldview is wrong, they get it. Racists don't like this show. (laughs) Yeah, racists don't like the show. That's That's that's, who we're talking about, by the way. Those are the people that don't want it to be about race because they're handling it very well. Right. And that's probably the best thing about this is that by having this show on Disney Plus, we're able to have this conversation about race and how the government treats veterans, mm-hmm. right? In like a very real and raw and honest conversation that I think if you were trying to have a wide theatrical release for this, you would have been you'd, lost. It would have cut you'd have out. to round out all of these all edges, right. Right? right? Because now you're trying to make it more kid friendly and you're making it more, you know, globally appealing. Whereas well, like, well, also, I mean, with if it was a theatrical release, but let, let's just say this story, Falcon Winter Soldier, was a Marvel movie. Uh, it would, at the very least, only be allowed three hours in the theater. You know, Endgame was three hours. That's a, that's pushing it. Realistically, probably closer to two and a half. So right. a lot of stuff, like, the best way to put it is they handled it so well because they had the time to take with this show because they had a full hour to just dedicate to this story that they're telling right. as opposed to, you know, that's half the fucking movie right there. You right. Know, you, you, it's like, no, no, we, we, we're going to have to, we'll, we have to lose that. We can't, we, yeah. we can't go down that road because we can't do it justice right now. We have to, we have to get to the fucking basically, you know, where, where's Zemo? You know what I mean? Yeah, that, right. that sort of shit, which, yeah. Oh, by the way, did you see? Uh, I think it was on Marvel's YouTube. They released like an hour cut I of sent just that Zemo. To you. Oh, you uh, you sent it to me. Okay, I sent that to you. Fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, they also did that thing. I saw this, and it wasn't Marvel, but it was somebody else. It was just like Zemo dancing can be cut to anything, and it's just different. It's the dance over and mm-hmm. over and over again, just to different songs. Yep. Oh, yep. it's amazing. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing. But yeah, I I love it. Of what this is, I love what they're able to tackle on Disney Plus because, like you said, it you know one of these episodes is half of a movie, and we wouldn't be able to dive into the relationship between Sam and his sister and their family boat and how like being gone for five years and Mm -hmm. like the blip and like now coming back, what that means, Mm -hmm. you know, basically one thing that 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 would be if it was just a Falcon movie, but the right. fact that we also have winter soldier and we have to get to this big, bad, you know, this, this whole thing, plus, you know, the new captain America and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler. I think everybody's seen it. Uh, but it's like, yeah, there's, there's certain stuff that we wouldn't be able to get to, but if it was just like, this is the Falcon, that would probably right. be like the first 15 minutes of the movie. Right. You know, because you, you think of the other origin stories like Ant-Man or, or, right. you know, Iron Man and stuff like that. They, they build their world a little bit. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, if you go back and listen to our Justice League thing, uh, they don't build worlds over in DC. They just no. drop us in head first. Yeah. And say, you figure it out. I'm yeah. still upset about the whole Green Lantern thing. Like, I know. It still bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, it should. It absolutely should. Especially but- finding out that, that like he wanted it like that. Okay, so just to put a button on last week and, and wrap up Falcon Winter Soldier and get the men at work. So I saw today, uh, Zack Snyder, of course, has been tweeting quite a bit uh, yeah. about you know his Snyderverse and what it would have been. And I guess he went so far as to film a scene with the guy who played Green Lantern, who I guess is named after John Stewart or something like that. I, I I don't know all the backstory. I don't give a shit about the backstory, but it was sure. Green Lantern. John Stewart is what it was called. Yeah, that's the that's the African American John Stewart. Okay, I mean Green Lantern. Okay, and and that's what it was. And he filmed a scene which was he basically Warner Brothers made him take it out. And it was supposed to be what ended up being the end scene with Martian Manhunter. So it was supposed it wasn't supposed to be Martian Manhunter visiting Bruce Wayne at the end of the movie. It was supposed to be Green Lantern and like a few others. Uh, like the I think it was, one is a terrible name, like K something, Kel Gorg or something like that. Yeah, okay. the, one, the one that looks like a dog type of thing. Kilowog. All right. And yeah. so so that whole like a few of them, I think it was supposed to be like three or four of them were supposed to show up. And he went so far as to film it. I think he filmed it in his driveway because of covid. And it was yeah. just like, okay. you know, set up a green screen in the driveway. You stand here and just do the scene. And Warner Brothers made him take it out because I guess they're actually planning a Green Lantern movie and didn't want people to 
think that this was part because they really don't want to do a Snyderverse and, yeah, and they, they really want to just go do their own shit. And it's like it's like, all right, we gave you this one because we needed the HBO Max subscriptions. And yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's be honest. They didn't do it for the fucking fans. So you can keep hashtagging all you want and keep bombing the Rotten Tomatoes. Nobody gives a shit. You know what I mean? Somebody yeah. did it on our fucking review. It's like res- restore the Snyder cut. Suck my dick. How about that? No, yeah. <laughs> no. Zack Snyder oh. is an awful filmmaker. Like I, and, and that's the bitch of it. Like, so have you seen the trailer for House of the De- or House of the Dead or Army of the Dead, the, the Batista Netflix movie? No, I have not. Okay, so it's Zack Snyder. Uh, it's uh, it's an army. It's a zombie heist movie set in Vegas. And like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, the trailer, like the first like few, I'd say I don't know how long the trailer is probably like three minutes long. So the first like half the trailer. It's like really good. And it's like, it's set to Kenny Rogers, the gambler. And it's like, it's really fucking good. Okay. And then it becomes very Zack Snyder in the back half. And I'm just like, God damn it, man. Even the trailer you can't do right. Yeah. I can make a good fucking trailer. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm still going to watch it because it's Netflix and it's fucking, I have it. Yeah. We're, we're probably going to talk about it. So, right. But that's the, that's it. I mean, it's just like, look, man, you're not, you're like, move on. Move on. That movie is not good enough for you to have the hashtags and tank other movies. Yeah. And, and does it really <laughs> like, honestly, does, like, I don't, I don't think anybody's giving a shit when they, they go to like, it's, it should almost like there, there, I don't know how to say it correctly, but there should be some sort of filter that null and voids those reviews on fucking things like one star restored to Snyder cut. Okay. Well that's automatically taken out. Like there, yeah, there should be a, a checks and balances type like of thing. Yelp, Yelp in theory does stuff like that where it's like, kind and again, I said in theory, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And it's the same thing with like, technically I think rotten tomatoes has the fan score, Yes. And that's so where all of those are going, where right. it's just like if you have a bunch of Twitter idiots that just run over to, right. you know, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings because that trailer dropped today, it looked you know, fun. yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going to have, you know, it, it, yeah, it looked it looked OK. I, I, I don't know anything about it. I'm going to hold, hold hold out on he's, it. Like he's another D list Marvel character, right. you know, so it's and, like, and I get it. And, and I guess my, you know, it's I had to almost tell myself halfway through the trailer, look. They're gonna have to do some rebuilding. It's it's almost yeah. like in, in sports, it's a rebuilding year. You know, right. the teams the team's not gonna hit a home run. They're not gonna win the cup this year, but they're they're gonna be building. They're gonna be setting up the groundwork for the next five to ten years. Right. Well, and that's the best part about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to kind of bring it back to that sure. is that the part that people aren't really talking about, right? Because race is so in the forefront, is that they have dropped you back in the real world of where the MCU is. Yes. WandaVision. WandaVision is off in Jersey, which in some places is its own universe, (laughs) but, but they dropped you back into the real world of the MCU where it's like, Oh, the flag smashers do exist in this world and are dealing in a post blip world. You know, this is what the governments are arguing about. This is where we are. And so it's like, yeah, we got to get back to that. Right. Because, you know, Spider-Man kind of touches on it a little bit, but the problem with Spider-Man is, is that it's like MCU adjacent where, you know, because it's like, yeah, we dealt with the blip and it was like this funny joke where like they're all in the same class, but one of them's like 25 years old now, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, that's haha, funny joke, whatever. But Falcon and the Winter Soldier is really starting to build that world. And it's really interesting to see where Shang-Chi is going to fall into that right. and how and ultimately how that's going to like play into the larger MCU. The, the other trick was also remembering all these characters. It's like I had to go. I, I actually had to go to uh, Google basically. And I'm like, why? Have, why does it feel like George St. Pierre has been in this universe yeah. before? Because he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why does he like I, I, I love the fucking guy. And, and but it's like, I'm like, why does he feel familiar? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. OK. He's been around. <laughs> well, and it's funny because like people were like losing their mind about that. And when he like appeared in, you know, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier right. and it's just like, hi, do you not remember how uh, the Winter Soldier happened? It's been so fucking long. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, I mean, there's been so many movies and so many yeah. hours and, and so much time has passed. Well, and it's like, 
It's like, he I was, remember Endgame like the back of my hand, but like the Winter Soldier movie, it's like, I, I need yeah. a refresher. You know what I mean? Um, Basically, the whole thing is, is that the most intriguing question is, is who's the power broker in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Sure. Uh, that's the most intriguing thing. We're not going to get an answer to that. You don't think uh, so? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, because I believe, like, so Madripoor, right? Madripoor, which is, what's that? That's the place. That's the like the physical location where the power broker is. Okay. That, that's the name of it. Um, a made up word. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, it's a made up place. It's a made up sure. place. Sure. So it's got a made up name. Sure. Uh, but the, that's an X-Men location. Oh, okay. It's an X-Men location, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's um I I think that they're ants like they're on the outside, right? These X-Men are kind of on the outside. Mm-hmm. And it'll be really interesting because I uh, you know, it's not going to happen in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's not. Because that's not the story we're telling. We're not but, getting Wolverine in the in the final episode. Yeah, well, Mephisto isn't coming, guys. I'm sorry. What about um? Jesus, I've already forgotten his name. Oh, is that you just said it, Mephisto, right? That's the, that's the yeah. death or the devil yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah, the, the big bad that was supposed to show up in in WandaVision. Yeah, I keep I keep fucking up because every time someone says Mephisto, I keep thinking of uh, Mysterio from Spider Man. I'm like, yeah, what the hell's he got to do with this? He ended yeah. up just being a guy. Yeah, just a guy. He was just, he was just Tony Stark with a bunch of holograms. Yeah, yeah, he was Tony Stark with a camera. I mean, yeah. it was weird. Yeah, yeah smoking mirrors. He was a magician. I, I, I've, I've seen the Invisible Man. I know how this shit works. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bunch of little tiny. He's got basically a suit full of GoPros. <laughs> yes, this is basically what it is. Yeah, and a GoPros bunch of smoke and, bombs. <laughs> yeah, smoke bombs. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so go ch- go watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. Unless you're a racist, then you'll hate it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, the last episode is uh, next week. So probably it depends on when we record next week's episode. We might we might end up doing kind of like what we did with WandaVision and doing like a little recap. Probably spoilers. Uh, it depends. It depends on how good the movie that we're going to do is. Well, that's true as well. Uh, but we'll get that to that soon enough. Uh, because right now, your favorite and mine. It's time for Men at Work. In the two years you have worked here, you have broken just about every city ordinance that pertains to this line of work. Well, you can't say we haven't been a lot of laughs. <laughs> Got a complaint about banging trash cans on Peace Street at 6 a.m. this morning. You always have to think about this. No, no sir. Pump it up a little more, get the party. This is the last year we throw trash. You said that last year. Yeah, but this year I mean it. You meant it last year. Just think of the garbage business as a way station on the road to Nevada. What was that for? You didn't like it. No, I liked it a lot. Well, shut up. This is the, uh, the maximum sentence for murder. I did not murder anyone. Pump it up a little more. Get the Who are those guys? Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez are Men at Work. Men at Work was released August 24th, 1990. Had a budget of $9 million. Came back with 16.2 at the box office. And it was written and directed by Emilio Estevez. Stars Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez, Leslie Hope, Keith David, Dean Cameron, and a few other uh, bad guys. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> very, very stereotypical 90s bad guys. Uh, yeah. It also stars quite a bit of mullet ponytails, which I was yeah. all into. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, now, last week, uh, as we wrapped up Justice League and we promoted Men at Work, I said, Eddie is going to hate this movie eddie what was your initial thoughts being this was your first time watching the 1990 estevez brothers classic men at work 
So here's the thing. I was fully expecting to hate this, especially when you're like, you're going to hate this. And yep. I was just, and I have to say that I didn't hate this. Oh. I don't think it's particularly a good movie, um, but it, I didn't hate it. Okay. Uh, I've been calling it weekday at Bernie's. Uh, yes. That's, that's what I've been calling it because it was like the entire time I was watching it, I was just like, Oh, I want this to be weekend at Bernie's. And it's right. just not, um, <laughs> They basically saw Weekend at Bernie's and then were like, yeah, that'd be fun. Let's do that. Do and that. and then just like wrote the script high on cocaine based on what they remembered from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> like that's. I think all they remembered was there was a dead guy. There was a dead guy and they like pretended he was alive a little bit. <laughs> um, This movie to me has like one of my big pet peeves in like movies in general. Okay. And you know, you can forgive it when like, you know, when you look at a movie like dumb and dumber, right? The characters are incredibly stupid, right. but that's where the comedy comes in. Right. And now it's very funny because they are so stupid. Right. These guys are not funny enough for how dumb they are. Okay. Um, you know, here's the example. The example is, is when they find the dead body, Yeah. when they find the dead body and the first thing that Charlie Sheen thinks of is, is like, well, we can't call the cops because if we call the cops, they'll know that I shot him in the ass with a BB gun. And it's like, also that they have a pretty, pretty, uh, strong rivalry with the, uh, the beach cops. So, yeah. I mean, you, you can't, they're obviously going to throw this uh, murder on them. Yeah. I also hate the beach cops because it's like, why <laughs> they, do you hate, they hate the garbage men for no reason, for no reason. <laughs> why do you like, you know, it, you're acting as if these are two like surf assholes that just like hang out on the beach and like surf where they're not supposed to. And like, right. that's all they do. But it's just like, no, they're like legit. They have like jobs that yeah. they go to. And like, they're like, I mean, as confident as you have to be, to be a garbage man in the nineties, you know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not utter fuck ups to the point where like, oh man, we keep like hitting parked cars with the truck. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they're like doing their job. And these, these beach bike cops keep showing up or like, I'm going to get you. And it's just, what what information (laughs) do you have? That these two men are like anything less than just fucking trying to do their job. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. And the Navy Federal Credit Union over here is like very angry the entire David, time. Keith David is so good in this. He fucking dials it way up. <laughs> I just like, you're not helping the situation at all. I don't understand. How, like, again, this movie is too he, dumb. He abducts everybody. Yes, he does. <laughs> and chains people in compromising positions naked to things. Naked. <laughs> but it's like, God, I like, you're all too stupid, and this movie isn't funny enough. <laughs> like, like, that's the problem. That's the problem with this movie. Uh, you know, because it's like, oh, the premise is kind of funny. Where right. it's like these two garbage men find a the b- dead body of a politician, right. but then, like, the, it's too fantastical that you're like, oh, I guess we have to keep this body alive because at well, least <laughs> Weekend of Bernie's in Weekend of Bernie's, the idea behind like it's far fetched, like the yeah. whole idea is far fetched, but the idea is is that they find their boss dead, and they believe that they need to make sure that he's appears to be alive because otherwise the people will come and kill them. Right. right. Sure. So that's the plot of weekend at Bernie. So that sure. makes sense. Whereas <laughs> there's no logical reason as to why <laughs> these two men are like, we got to make sure that people like don't find this body. Here's, here's the thing though. And, and you're right on every point. Uh, th- this is a classic movie that, that you've, you've referenced that this movie would not exist if someone just had a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. and because that's, that, that's where it happens. It's like, oh, we found a dead body. Oh, shit. I guess we should call our boss and probably the cops, too. And, uh, and the worst part about we, it is, is we found a dead body. It's like, 
Charlie Sheen also says it. Like, Charlie Sheen is like, oh my God, they're going to think that I killed this body because I shot him in the ass with a BB gun. And then Keith Davidson just like comes in and just goes, oh, unless you strangled him, right. you didn't murder him. And then it's just like, case solved, guys. Oh, here's the cops. Cool. The cops. Here's the cops. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, we found this body. And at worst, at worst, it's an uncomfortable afternoon answering a few questions. Right. Because they were because obviously, you know, the 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 cops and uh Carl and James obviously have a, a pretty good rivalry going on. They see each other every day and they break each other's balls every day. So these guys are definitely gonna at the very least run them in. They found a dead yeah. body. All right. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna ruin your afternoon. But sure. That's it. Yeah, because what, what happened? Well, we're garbage men, first yep. of all. We were uh, collecting garbage. I opened up this garbage can, and there was a guy in there. Yeah, and then I oh. called you. And and by the way, I mean, full disclosure, I shot him in the ass with a pellet gun last night. Yeah. Oh, also, real fun, interesting fact. Um, he went to the apartment of this girl across the street, saw them having an argument. I mm. thought it would be funny to shoot him in the ass with a pellet gun. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And then he was He's gone. Here. He's here. Yeah. He's here, so maybe maybe talk to her. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should go to the apartment that he was at. Again, no logical person with any critical thinking skill would think that I murdered this person. No, no. At but, all. But I love the fact that this was an era where a movie like this could be released in theaters. Like, oh, like Emilio Estevez wrote and directed this movie. Yeah. You know, yes. it's like, that's that's kind of wild like they op- like uh, they doubled their money it's 16 million dollars yeah. you know at the end of a summer release in 1990 that's sure. a reputable amount of money for this movie yeah. but it's like yeah i mean charlie sheen was a big star then you know what yep. i mean this was this was right around platoon i think when the oh yeah platoon i mean it had to be around then um and and emilio is, is a big enough star so it's like yeah it really felt like one of those things where you know obviously the, the two of them are brothers and it's like Oh, we haven't, you know, uh, 86 was platoon. So he was, so he was yeah. pretty much on his, they both are, they both are big enough stars at this point right. to, yeah, have this be a thing. Like, yeah, we're going to watch the, it also might've been the first time that the Estevez brothers were in a movie together. Right. You know what it, I mean? Because it, it you probably have, was, uh, you have I, the guy I'd from platoon big, and but... the guy from the, uh, breakfast club and uh, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, oh. I mean, Emilio did young guns two years before young guns was a hit. Like young yeah. guns was, was a fucking thing in that late nineties, um, which Charlie Sheen was actually, he was actually in that as well. So okay. that was, there was that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were, they were a thing around yeah. this time. Like, like Charlie had just done major league the year before, which sure. we covered in the archives. Um, you know, Wall Street was a few years, 1987. So Charlie Sheen was a star at right. this time. Like, he was a movie star at this time. Right. Um, let me see what Emilio was up to around here, besides Young Gun, obviously. Uh, in the early 90s. So he's gearing up to do Mighty Ducks. He's got to be around there, right? Uh, yeah, Mighty Ducks is maybe two years away. Let's see. Uh, actor. And... Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, so he, he had done... 87, he did Stakeout. Stakeout was a hit. Okay. That, was, that was a big movie. Uh, bu- 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 Young Guns. Young Guns, uh, we mentioned. I love um, Young, Guns. P- 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 Young Guns 2 in 1990 and Men at Work in 1990. Uh, and yeah, Mighty Ducks was 1992. Yeah. Um, so let's see if this was his first directing. Because I know he's directed. He's done, He's got 14 director credits. Yeah, this has got to be early on. I'd be surprised unless it was like TV Technically, it's his second. In 1986, he did a movie called Wisdom. Oh, it was him and Demi Moore. Okay. I, I recognize the cover. I've definitely ne- never seen the movie, but I definitely remember it being in the video store. Um, but I guess he, he directed that with uh, Demi Moore and Tom Skerritt. He's also acted in it as well. Okay. Uh, um, but yeah, and then he did, uh, he did Men at Work. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird to watch it and be like, this movie would never be released now in 2021 like it's just it's there's there's no you know it's it's a it's a very simple yeah 90 minute slapsticky comedy yeah the problem is and again the i guess the problem that i have with it is is that it's just it's not slapsticky enough right like like the fact that charlie sheen 
and Emilio Estevez are in this movie, stop it. Mostly Sheen, because I think Estevez plays his character better, where his character feels like he knows that what they are doing is wrong, right? Like, he understands that it's like, we should have just talked to the cops the whole time. Yeah, and that, that's definitely how, how they portray it. And, I mean, there's even that scene um, where where Charlie's character goes to the apartment where the where the, the, right. guy, the dead guy and his girlfriend had that fight. And Charlie basically goes on a date, and he's fucking around. And he's, yeah. Because you know, they're watching. So the reason Charlie, his character, knew that the dead guy was fighting with his girlfriend is because Charlie's also a peeping Tom. Let's, yes. They established that in the opening of the movie. He he wakes up. The garbage men get up very early in the morning for work. And he gets up, and he sits in his chair. Basically, it's his version of scrolling Facebook when you wake up. <laughs> I he was going to say. It's his weird, perverted rear window. Yeah, so he, he he picks up his binoculars and he has his cup of coffee and he's checking everybody who wakes up. He's got a flight attendant apparently that gets dressed in the you know with the wide open curtains. There's another guy who's dancing with a sex doll. There's uh, another guy who's actually watching Charlie's building with binoculars, and then he sees this uh, this woman, and uh, he you know zooms. Uh, I love those binoculars that you can zoom in with. Yeah, they don't, they right. Don't exist. Um, but he zooms in on her cabinet because she's making her breakfast and finds out she likes, you know, mangoes and has some Dom Perignon and all their different yeah, right. liquors in there. And then he has to go over there because he wants to figure out, you know, what's happening, why, you know, why she was fighting with him, blah, 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 or whatever, whatever reason. I don't even remember the reason he went over that there. That was, yeah. And again, that's but he starts the fucking problem. around because Keith David's watching from his apartment in the binoculars and he's kind of waving to them and fucking around and he's, yeah. he goes in and they start making cocktails and it's just like, yeah. Cause like yeah. they're, they find <laughs> the dead body. They find the dead body and they're like, oh, maybe she murdered him. And it's like, that's again, right. Again, if you, knew, <laughs> if you knew that all of this was happening, right? Like yeah. you have all of this information. Why did you not go to the cops? Right. And, and again, that's, over. that's right <laughs> I, again. And that's the problem. I, I, if you've heard me on this show before, <laughs> you, I've talked about it a billion times, but one of my least favorite things in movies and television is when conflict can be solved by a simple conversation, right? right? Because obviously when characters are mad at each other and yes, if they sat down and had a conversation as opposed to like got armies and fought, it's like, yeah, we wouldn't have a movie and we do need that sort of conflict, but it's just like, this is too simple. Like this is too simple of a conversation where it's like you, you have so much information that even if for some odd reason, the police thought you were a suspect you would have enough information to bargain your way out of it yeah (laughs) you know it it wouldn't take a lot to prove your innocence yeah you know what i mean and it's just like man like the the basically i'm watching this movie and i'm like you know who i would love to have like tweaked this and been in it is matt parker and trey stone oh that'd be a good one you know what i mean like That, that would be an excellent update to this movie that would have been fun they would have been able, like, that's their characters in basketball are yeah, that's the, exactly are what, what I thought. Yeah. Is like, is exactly what I'm talking about, where it's like those characters are really, really stupid. They're really, <laughs> really dumb, right? But they're funny enough that it drives the plot of basketball. Right. And and that's what I was like hoping that we'd get to the whole time. But Charlie Sheen, you know, he was too cool and sexy. Yes. You know, he was too cool and sexy for him to like, you know, be the Well, that's the funny thing because it it becomes once once there's that scene where he goes to her apartment and and Emilio is left with Keith David, the dead body and then uh Dean Cameron shows up as the pizza guy yeah. who Dean Cameron staple of 80s movies loved him. Uh but like all of a sudden it becomes the tale of two movies because right. Charlie Sheen goes off on this uh, you know, rom-com slash whodunit mystery with the girl while Keith David is taking Emilio on this wild ass fucking ride of just insanity with a dead body and a pizza guy and he's abducting cops and he's abducting rent-a-cop. As as a fucking kid watching this movie, I don't know what it was about that line, but it always rung in my head randomly where it was like, 
I hate rent a cops too. And it's like, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Fuck rent a cops. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But and, and the funny part was like there was actually like a mystery that had to be solved because right. like there's the the stereotypical uh evil executive character, oh, which yeah. I guess Kurt Fuller was doing no holds barred at the time because this is basically the same character. hundred percent. And he's dumping toxic waste into a a lake or something. Into it wasn't the ocean. The ocean. Was it the ocean? Yeah. So where yeah, is the, that part of the, uh, California? Because it, it, like it looked like a the, swamp. So <laughs> in the beginning, in the beginning, it's the ocean. In the like when the okay. when the, the congressman or whatever the hell he was, the yeah. townsman or yeah. whatever, when he confronts him, it's the ocean. But when they're doing it at the end, it's in the landfill okay. that they work at. Right. Because because we needed a convenient spot to do this, you know, end of Slap. movie climax shootout. We can't do it on the beach because state of California. Yeah. Uh, we need a soundstage. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so, so he's, he's an evil dude, right? And he handles literally every problem by hiring these two goofy-ass henchmen with bad right. ponytails. I'm yeah. one to talk. And they basically, they go around talking shit and yeah. fucking killing people. And they hate each other. And their banter, it's one of those, like, looking back, like, ah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Like, like them just in the car arguing over someone said, like, your mother or something like that. He's like, right. don't ever talk to my mother. Your mother, your mother, your mother. And it's like, oh, my God. When he tasers him. Yeah. It's like on, he tasers <laughs> him on the beach. laser gun. <laughs> yes. Like, so it's like, there's moments where it's like, all right, this is fucking dumb. And this is not a movie you should spend money on. But... Yeah, it's, it's fucking fun. It's a, it's not a terrible way to, to spend ninety minutes. Like, here's the thing, I you know, obviously in the grand watched... scheme of things, a lot of people spent four hours watching Zack Snyder's fucking Justice League. Right, you could have watched this at least three times and had a better time. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, here's the thing, and again, you know, the the funny part about this entire show is I get zero of the hate, and you get all of it when I say these things. I know, but it's like, yeah, I'd rather have watched. I'm I'm I enjoyed my time watching Men at Work. More than I enjoyed my time watching slap shots. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, well, we're like also dipping a little bit closer into your generation with that one. I think that's that's more where that disconnect is because Slapshot is super seventies, and yeah. this is this is early nineties, late eighties. We're all you're almost born. <laughs> I, I am a year old. Okay, so you're a year old. See, I was ten when this yeah. came out, so I was like, this came out as a PG thirteen movie. There's a couple of curses in it, so right. like as a ten year old watching it, like, ooh, they said a bad word, you know. Here's here's the funny thing. So here's something that uh, a I, I don't even know if it's a joke. Like as an adult watching it, it's not a joke. Uh, it's just a line in the movie. But as a kid, here's here's a fun fact about growing up in the '80s. I didn't know what the word "gamey" meant. Okay. I thought because Keith David walks in to the locker room because the the garbage men all get dressed in a locker room. I don't know. Maybe it's a real thing. I guess you would have, have a shower. shower after. I guess you have to shower after. It's a shitty job. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, you know, don't want to get into your own car with that. Now, now that I'm saying it out loud, that, it makes sense that they have a shower and lockers. However, you know, hijinks we'll get to in a second. But yeah, sure. Keith David comes around and he and he goes, uh, "That corpse is getting a little gamey." As a kid, I thought he said, "Gay me." And no. I, I thought he said, and I seriously, until I became an adult and knew what gamey meant. Yeah. Like rotting meat. Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't understand it. I thought he was saying that the dead body was coming on to him in a gay yeah. way. And I'm like, sure. what does that mean? And as a, like, it blew my mind as a child. Like, I'm like, I have no idea because well, it also was, makes sense. There's nothing in the of, movie. Well, <laughs> Well, it makes sense later because of the way he has the cops all posed. Well, yeah, I mean there so, there were there were some tendencies, but the way he said it about the corpse, yeah. I'm like, what does he mean by that? And what was happening that we didn't see? Now, granted, you you become an adult and you learn other words, and I'm like, oh, sure, the corpse is starting to smell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now I get it. Um, but that's just a, a peek into ten year old Mike and his brain. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, makes sense. There's I, I can't think of any off the top of my head at the moment, but there are times where that's happened sure. where, you know, it's like, oh, I thought I heard something in a movie yeah. and I was shocked to find out it was something different. It's just it's one of those things. Like if you, if you watch movies as a kid, uh, especially movies that are geared towards adults, right? Usually, especially if they're comedies, you probably won't get the joke for about 10 years. 
Yes, 100%. You know, it's like as, as a kid, most of those adult comics, like I said, will laugh because they say fuck once or they say, oh, they said shit and called him an asshole. Like, ah, bad words. That's yeah, funny right. as a kid, as a 10 year old. That's funny. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I understand the joke now. <laughs> you I know? understand. Yeah. Um, I was speaking of the locker room. Uh, there, there was also another rivalry between Carl yeah. and James, and it was the two other garbage men. Um, that seemed okay. The pranks were way too elaborate for way this job. Way too elaborate. But that actually seemed a hell of a lot more realistic than the police rivalry. Like, yes. Two, two, two sets of uh, yeah. two sets of garbage men pranking each other on the job. Completely get it. Granted. Yes. Where these guys got the technology to create airbags, <laughs> right? To create airbags, but then also create timed ex- shit explosions. Where did you find that much shit? Yeah, like, you covered two human beings, two grown men, twice. head to toe in poopy, and twice it exploded out of a, a airbag that was stuffed into a locker. Yeah, And not only that, you were able to conceal it in a way that the person who owned the locker didn't see it when they opened the locker and got changed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. yes. I mean, but this it, is, this is a life, it's a real life cartoon. And then, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And then the, the problem is, and again, I think it's as movies evolve and grow and change, right. And like things happen. The ending of this movie is lame as shit. Like, <laughs> so before I get to the actual, like, I do want to make this uh, analysis before I move to the actual end of the movie. But it was like, so the evil, guy, the evil businessman is yeah. so evil and so businessy that he, has a, that he has an <laughs> army of henchmen, yes. right? Like, like they have. Like straight up stormtroopers. Right. They have (laughs) trucks and like 30 people that are involved in this operation. And it's just like, oh, you shouldn't have to worry about the, you know, the congressman or whatever, because one of these assholes is going to spill the beans. Yeah. You, you have way too many employees. Also, like, I would like your business practice. Yeah. Like the, the amount of, uh, uh, Fucking, I don't know what the gallon, the 50 gallon drums is what they were. Drums? The, the drums of, of chemical waste. Uh, yeah. The amount of them, like he, like you said, he was carting full flatbed trucks, right. multiple trucks to what I would assume landfill in the end, but was also right. at, at a certain point dumping in the ocean. Like I get it if you dump one or two canisters a sure. night, but you had three full trucks probably with. Anywhere from 12 to 20 fucking canisters right. on each truck heading to a location. You don't need an audio cassette of a confession. Somebody's just going to be driving around and see that shit. Right. <laughs> like, it was like your full-on operation. Also, also audio cassettes. <laughs> yeah, audio cassettes. It's like neon drums like yes, neon the oil brightest drums. of bright yellows you know what i mean it's just like everything about this is not conspicuous i don't no. i like you're just being evil for evil's sake it's very odd but apparently he's like, also like uh the the chief of police or or maybe he was a sergeant the guy who the congressman tried to give the tape to but it was his rap tape or something i don't right. know apparently the congressman's also a part-time uh mixer mix oh no artist. it was his uh so it was going to be the song that he was going to like walk up to at a rally that was that what that was yeah because she comes in and she's like hey this is that's horrible yeah (laughs) like if 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 a congressman ever walked out to that fucking song yeah it was i mean that was even bad for 1990 that wasn't good like oh hip-hop in 1990 it was like no that that's not a guy we vote for (laughs) yeah no we don't vote for that guy no wonder why people are choking you out you get terrible taste in music um he was also a muppet entire time a what he was a Muppet the oh. entire time, running yeah. around like Beaker, just <laughs> me, 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 the entire time. It's yeah, he he couldn't keep his mouth shut at but, all. But it's like, <laughs> so the whole thing, the whole thing is like very '90s, and movies don't like movies evolve, and I get that, right? Yeah, so it's like, sure. you know, it's a movie of its time. Right. But it's like, so Charlie Sheen ends up with the girl because, sure. of course, he declares his love for her. Yeah. At some point, and, and she's just syndrome. yeah, and she's just like into it now. You know, she's just like yeah. Yep. I guess I guess hey, I'm in. Look, I mean, he hung off the back of a pickup truck 
while he also freed her from a chemical waste thing because they were going to murder them that way. Yeah, they were just going to dump them in the, the ocean or they something. Have so many guns. Yeah. They don't shoot anybody. And the only time it makes sense is when they choke out the congressman because they walk into the apartment and he's and the, shoot him. The blonde henchman does some tough talk and he's got a gun and the the black haired henchman goes, what are you going to do? There's blood splatter all over. And I'm like, wow, huh. that's logic. Good for you, Emilio. You wrote that in. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Uh, but the whole thing leading up to this is that Sheen, they're just shooting everybody. <laughs> yeah. Sheen and Estevez, their whole goal is that they're going to own this surf. They're going to get a surf shop. Yeah. Like that's what's going to be the thing. And instead of having like a logical conclusion of their story, yeah. right? The movie ends with the bi- evil businessman like covered in poopy water is what yep. I assume he was in yeah, and everybody up on the top of the hill just comically laughing. Yep. And then it's just the next morning and a dog pees on the cops. Yep. And it's like, "Oh, fun. We just roll credits. Roll credits. <laughs> oh, while well, we the only conclusion, the only logical conclusion is is we get that radio voice from the beginning of the movie where the guy is taking like giving dating advice and it's the pizza guy's girlfriend. And you know, she's like, my boyfriend didn't come home last night. He's like, you should break up with him. (laughs) And it's just like, I actually had, had, it was was funny because, uh, upon rewatching it, the, the opening of that radio voice, how he was, you know, cause again, it was 1990. It was a different time. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, the 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. shift where the bosses are sleeping. So we're going live. No tape delays. You're going to say whatever you want. And I'm just like, oh, I got into radio way too late because my boss always could just pull my air check at any fucking yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> and he did. And I got written up a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you said something at 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, it's 3.30 in the morning. I'm barely awake. Yeah. <laughs> There were three people listening. Seriously. I, all I did was talk about a midget stripper. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I got written up for that once. Um, That's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, different time, 90s. But yes, uh, that was the big punchline was that the, the pizza man's girlfriend fucking got dumped him on the radio or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. But again, it's a, that's, it's, it's a we don't, movie. We don't, we, right. don't, we don't need resolution. We don't uh, need Carl and James to open up their surf shop. That costs production money because they would have had to build the facade of a surf shop. Fuck all that. Have a radio guy do a voiceover with a funny girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> did Emilio ever get his surfboard back? Did he that's get right, a girlfriend? The girl, in the, the girl in the open. Well, that's the funny thing uh, that I honestly, I never noticed until this last rewatch was Emilio's character was kind of a, a Lothario in this. Like, yeah. he's got the chick on the beach in the open who steals his surfboard. But then when they're making their rounds, yeah, he he's, like, making out with random housewives that come out of the fucking house. I'm like, and I never, like, I've watched yeah. this movie, I don't know, I, easily probably a dozen times since 1990. Sure. And I'm like, I never realized he was, like, making out with the housewives as they were making their rounds. Yeah, like, well, and that was part of the what thing. A coxman like, you know, over there. <laughs> Charlie Sheen's like, haven't you ever loved anybody? Like, you know, and he's just like, this one girl from ninth grade. And it's just like, now yeah, that, that, okay. And again, it feels like, again, because Emilio wrote it, because they're brothers, that reversal of roles had to have been deliberate. Like yeah. it would have been too on the nose if Charlie Sheen was the the ladies man and Amelia was the straight guy because it feels from what we've learned about both of them in real life that's probably the way it is. I mean, well, yeah. Char- Charlie's Charlie, but yeah, it but doesn't can... seem like Emilio follows the same path as his brother in life. No, but the problem is is that we don't even get a conclusion to that story because because Charlie's the one that ends up getting the girl in the end. Well, which is, it's funny because, uh, it, they open it with, uh, Charlie Sheen's girlfriend had walked out on him that night as, right. as, the, as the movie opens. Um, I'm which, assuming he she's the girl from the first voiceover. Probably that, that would make some sense. Yeah. Um, they, they could have been a little bit more on the nose and said like, yeah, he's also a shitty garbage man or something or, yeah. or he, or he likes to, he spends his mornings peeping on fucking neighbors and shooting them with BB guns, you know, so, something to let us know that, Hey, it's him. Yeah, right. You know, that way you wrap it all up. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it nearly as much as I thought I was going to. I'm glad. Um, 
it's on I, I know it's on Showtime right now if you have those yeah. subscriptions if you wanted to watch it. Uh, it was also for a while it, it, it's on it's one of those movies that pops up on like a lot of the free streaming services like Tubi or Pluto or, or Vudu or yeah. those things you know so it randomly will pop up. But, I, uh, I ended up watching it I rented it for three bucks on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those movies that I wouldn't suggest, you know, going out of your way to spend money on. Obviously, we had to review it, so my bad. Um, but <laughs> Fine, if you whatever. if you have a, a subscription or you find it for free, it's an easy pizza and a beer 90-minute movie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you find, like, this is one of those, like, Saturday I'm doing chores movies. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you, you know how you get those movies where it's like, I don't really have to follow the plot of this movie, but I can check in. While it's almost I'm better like, you don't. <laughs> while I'm sweeping. You know what I mean? I'm like sweeping or I'm vacuuming the couch and, and it's just on because I have something on. You know, it's, it's one of those type of movies. You know what's another one of those type of movies? And it's really funny is uh, what's the worst that could happen? With oh, Dane DeVito and Martin really? Lawrence. And Eddie McCabe. And Eddie McCabe. <laughs> uh, and I just know that because. I get the residual statements uh-huh. every quarter of like when it is. And the amount of people that just watch that on free TV is absurd. That's it's hilarious. absurd. And, and what's um, that equate but, to monetarily for you? Oh, like 30 bucks. Oh, nice. I was going to say 30 cents, but all right, good. I got like 30 bucks. I get 30 bucks every like three months. It's pretty there great you go. There you go. for a movie I did 25 years ago. But in the time that we have done a, uh, show we did the Snyder Cut and now we're doing this one. Yeah, you were in a movie. I was. I actually saw it too. Yeah, we have not talked about that. At least we haven't talked about that on the air. No, we haven't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am in the unholy. Uh, it's uh, in theaters. Uh, th- there's been no announcements of when or where it's going to be streaming or released, uh, etc. Uh, so it's in theaters right now. Uh, so if you feel safe enough to go to movie theaters, I would suggest going because I'm literally the first fucking thing you see when the movie starts it was pretty fucking cool uh and my my scene plays out over the opening credits um my name is in the end credits which i've you know i've been an extra in like 20 some odd movies and obviously never seen that and it's like it was one of those things like my part was small enough that i'm like maybe they didn't include it and i'm sitting there and i'm sitting there i'm like and i fucking like i was trying to because obviously i was i was filming it with my phone you know to get to grab it and i'm like I'm like, all right, I got to be quiet. So, you know, my voice isn't over the whole thing and stuff. And all of a sudden I see my name. You see my big dumb hand fly into the frame. Be like, look, 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 that's fucking my name, man. That's pretty good. It's it was pretty awesome. good. It was, and it's a good, it's actually a good movie. Um, that's the best part. I, I would what's say what's the worst that could happen is not. Well, that, well, that's the bitch of it. Like I've always said, like, like I said, I've been extra in 20 odd movies. Uh, you know, almost everything that's been filmed in Boston, I've been an extra on except the cool movies. So, you know, no Goodwill hunting, no black mask mass, uh, no fucking equal. Like none of the cool like movies. I was almost, and I think I've talked about it on the show. I was almost like a, a heavy, a bad guy in, um, edge of darkness with Mel Gibson. But because and I was supposed to be Robert De Niro's bodyguard and because the two of them got into a creative fight, for lack of a better term, and De Niro quit, I like the day we worked got fucking cut out and Ray Winstone got recast and they just changed the whole fucking thing. And I was like, oh, was the cl-. so that was the closest I came. I was a thug. That would be good. And I was the, that was the closest I came to being in a cool movie. And. But yeah, now now I got this one, and this is actually pretty good. Uh, you know, Jeffrey D. Morgan is is fucking he's, he's, like he's one of those guys like you watch him and it's like he seems like the most naturally cool son of a bitch ever. Sure. Like you know, like I, I recently watched uh, that because of COVID, uh, The Walking Dead has done more like a smaller character episodes, so it's like okay. one character. So it's only one character, so you don't have you know you don't need like forty fucking actors on set. Right. And the last episode of the season was a Negan episode. And ever since he he came into the show, it's like that's the only thing I was interested in because he came on fucking heavy as shit. He, you know, yeah. the, the, the scene where he baseball bats two of the main characters. And I'm like, that is the coolest fucking character on television right now. And they kind of and my feeling was over the past couple of years since he's been on, I'm like, they really haven't explored enough of him. More yeah. importantly, he basically turned into a good guy for lack of a better term way too quickly for my liking. Like, because that guy that showed up in that first fucking episode he was in 
Right. That's the guy I want. And that was kind of where they went with this episode. It was kind of a flashback to how he became that Negan character. And I'm like, I, and me and my brother both felt the same way. We were texting each other in the episode. I'm like, I need a spin, like a limited series. I need right. a six episode limited series showing me Negan's path because that's all I'm really interested in the show right now. It was interesting. And I, and I haven't finished the show, but he's also the dad in uh, Supernatural. So okay. he, he's in the first season of the Supernatural, and he's great in that. He's Everything also one of the Jim, many Wayne dads that you is. love. <laughs> he is. He's the most recent Wayne dad. Uh, he was um, uh, Ben Affleck's dad, right? Yeah, he was Ben Affleck's dad. Okay. Which, again, like, here's the thing. I would love, like, when they talk about, like, the Flashpoint movie, and, like, this is the problem. The problem is, is that Warner Brothers in D.C., on the surface has a lot of cool stuff set up. So if you did flashpoint, right? Yeah. The flashpoint in the comic books, basically flash changes time. And what ends up happening is, is that uh, Martha and Bruce die, mm -hmm. but Thomas is alive. So oh, Thomas right. Wayne becomes Batman. And so it's like, Oh, a movie in which Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Batman, a hundred percent. Yes. But I think uh, at least what I've read from the, the, the poop shooters and whatnot. Sure. I believe that's going to be Michael Keaton. That's going to be Keaton. Yeah. Okay. So it's but like, yeah, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. Like fucking let's have Jeffrey D Morgan do it. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, this is the problem. You have no foresight. Unlike Falcon and the winter soldier, right. which is just like, Oh, literally everything has been connected to everything, everything, everything. And it keeps, and shit just keeps coming back around. It, it's, yeah. Again, DC doesn't have a Kevin Feige, but that's last week's episode or two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah they, they just so. they just don't have a head. Uh, but uh, yeah, unholy, uh, good flick. Yeah. Uh, the the only thing, if I, if I had to be critical about it, uh, which on sure. this show that's what we do, uh, the only uh, negative I would say is Carrie Elloway's is his Boston accent was atrocious. Elloway's yes, uh, his his Boston accent was just one of the worst ever. Uh, it, it was it sounded like um, it sounded like a Brooklyn guy trying to be Italian, but also trying to do a Boston accent at the same time. And it, none of it really worked. Sure. Um, but his character is uh, he's in quite a bit of it, but he once you get past it, the story was really good. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it was a quick movie. It was only like 90 minutes. So uh, the story kept you going. It was interesting. Uh Obviously, religious people aren't going to like it. Uh, yeah, religious people don't like anything. But sorry, Kirk Cameron's not in it. Go watch one of his fucking movies. This is we, pretty fun. No, <laughs> I know. I know. We're like, you know, what? What is this? The fourth month. So you know, we're another oh. eight months away of the year. Oh. So we're eight months away before Christmas. All right. <laughs> but I think that we should definitely do uh, Kirk Cameron saves Christmas or whatever the fuck that movie sure. is. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. Book yeah. it now. Um, but yeah, so it, it, yeah, it's so so unholy. It's 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 a decent flick. Uh, again, if you feel safe enough to go to movie theaters, it's worth checking out. Because um, I don't know what else is playing. I know Godzilla is making a shit ton of money, but that's also on HBO Max. And yeah, honestly, <sighs> I'm sure it's a fun movie. Like I I watched it on HBO Max, but I'm sure it's a fun movie to see in IMAX because it's a big fucking. Of course, it's too big and it's basically big it's, monkey it's, fights big lizard. Yeah, of yeah, course that's fun. It's it's. It's basically the closest a, a big budget movie can get to pro wrestling. And that's how I felt. Like the whole the whole time I was watching it at home and I was doing my Jesse the Body impression. I'm like, my God, it's a double team monsoon at the end because yeah, stuff yeah. happens in that. But whatever, you get it. It was fun. Godzilla, Godzilla, what what was it called? Godzilla and Kong. King Kong, Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, whatever it was. Fucking fun movie. Yeah. Fucking fun movie. Uh, that's Men at Work, obviously, right? That is Men at Work. All right. Uh, speaking of HBO Max, coming up next week. Oh, I can't wait for this. I'm not going to do the scream, uh, but we're doing Mortal Kombat. Yeah, no. I, yeah, no. I, was, I was thinking, <laughs> but, I, was, I was like, mentally, I was trying to be like, do you do it? Do you do it? Because everybody knows nah. that, that Mortal Kombat. No, I'm not going to fucking do it. That's... Uh, that, no, <laughs> I have to record another podcast after this. I'm not going to start screaming. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're doing Mortal Kombat, the new one uh, that's dropping on HBO Max this coming Friday. Um, the trailer looks super cool. Uh, it's R rated. So you get all the, the cool, uh, what do they call them? Fatalities, the, yes. the bloody fatalities and stuff. I'm uh, excited. 
I'm really excited to see this. Um, I was pumped when they announced that this movie was going to happen because obviously the movies from the nineties, both yep. mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat annihilation are garbage fires, They're not right? Great. They're not great. Right. But then, uh, Michael Jai white friend of the show. Yep. He did that fan trailer yep. movie of, uh, mortal Kombat. That was fantastic. It was yes. awesome. We talked and about that ultimate, that also uh, ultimately got a series greenlit. And they did a whole series. And I don't know if you saw it, but that was fantastic as well. And it was like an R-rated web show, basically. That was Mortal Kombat. And it was fantastic. And ultimately, that proved that an R-rated audience would work for this movie. So hopefully now, with all of the lore and everything, hopefully they've decided to like really kind of put their money where their mouth is in terms of making a quality movie. It has a very low bar to leap over in terms of like the best video game movie so far is Detective Pikachu. <laughs> so, you know, like yeah. video game movies aren't great, right? Oh, you, you know, you know what we didn't talk about while, while you just mentioned that? Sonic the Hedgehog was better than it deserved to be. Oh, you know what? That's probably the best one. Sonic okay. the Hedgehog. I watched that probably two weeks ago because it was on Hulu and I was like, I, it was one of those mornings. I'm having breakfast. I couldn't figure out what the fuck to watch. And I was like, fine, fine. I'll yeah. do it just to get it out of the way. I genuinely it enjoyed it. And, I, and I'm and i like, I it ended and I'm just like, yeah, I'd watch another one of these. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, 100%. It, it, it also made me want to go like buy one of those Sega classics to play it. Um, You know what you should get? You can get it on your computer and it's a ton of fun is Sonic Mania. All right. Uh, basically it's a, it's basically a sequel to Sonic three. Okay. Uh, and it's amazing. It's absolutely fantastic. But yeah, that's much better than it deserved to be. Like I I actually laughed quite a few times. Yeah. The character redesign that the fans threw a bitch fit about Mm -hmm. was a thousand percent worth it. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. But yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat coming up next week. Uh, I actually just pulled up his IMDb. It doesn't look like. So, what character did Michael Jai White play? Because he's not in this movie. He and, and, and it's shit. like I, I would feel completely shitty if he got burnt on another one of these fucking movies. He did. He absolutely did. Uh, because because he, he lost got... fucking Spawn, and he was a little pissed when I asked him about it. Yeah, and, he and lost Spawn. Uh, like, but fuck, man, in the in the fan film that they made, he was Jax. I don't believe he was in the IGN show at oh. all, like the web the web show. And then he is not in this movie. Nobody that was in the that web show is in this movie. He should be. Yeah, <laughs> he should be in a lot of things. He should be in a lot of things. And, and I'm also. Uh, it says post production, but I don't think they've they, they've actually filmed Outlaw Johnny Black because I mean. We kind of yeah. we kind of pitched the fact that we should have been the white guys in that fucking movie. Yeah, <laughs> the, the amount of times he canceled on us, we we deserved at least a little bit of a walk on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, so that sucks that he's not going to be in it. And like, that's why I asked what character he played. So the character he played is going to be in this movie. I'm assuming. I would assume so. I mean, the character that he plays is uh, the main girl, her partner. He's the guy with the metal arms. If you okay. remember, um, so he's the guy with the metal arms. So I, again, now I don't know if he is in the new mortal Kombat movie, but he's a mainstay. He's a main character in the, in the lore show. of mortal. Yeah. Kombat. So well, I I'd we'll be shocked Friday. Yeah. All right. So I'll do it for that movie show minute work. Uh, thank you for joining us by all means, follow us on social media at Mike went at the Eddie McCabe. Uh, you can follow the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash that movie show TV. The website is that movie We are on every and all podcast apps. So please, uh, rate review, subscribe, share, tell your friends, comment, push all the buttons, and we will see you back here next week for mortal Kombat. Bye everybody. That's the Valley. Hollywood. Where any office boy or young mechanic